0: You've lived it, you've been through it four times. Is there anything you, that you wish they could do or um, you'd like them to do so, to somehow help?
1: Um, I don't really know. I think things like what you're doing for me now, and mm. that that's important, just to bring awareness to it. Yeah. I th- when the mayor did the same, like, last COVID, and I think people will go, oh, okay, this is what happens. Like, because I don't think, unless you're in... Unless you you in the hospitality industry you understand what goes on in there I don't understand what goes on
0: and that's why we're doing way. this because I thought it was so important that people understand people just have this misconception that takeaway and delivery is easy mm. it's actually a nightmare that, yeah. and that is the word that I would use yeah. speaking to business owners yeah. like you and you already use that word it's a logistical nightmare it's an emotional nightmare yeah. um you know you're dealing with other people's lives as well it must be I just I actually applaud you for everything you do. I think it's amazing. Welcome to Carter's Conversations, where we listen to and share the stories of people in Mandra. From the struggles and hard times to achievements and victories, each week we talk to a different person and share their unique journey. Now let's get stuck into today's show. Well it's been quite the year uh and beyond since covid began uh and I couldn't think of anyone while we're in lockdown better to talk to that uh experiences the highs and lows of small business uh going into lockdown through lockdown and then post lockdown as well I'm joined by the owner of uh the Hummingbird Waterside Cafe and the newly open restaurant too. Well, it's, how long has it been open for now? Nearly a year. Oh, well, it's not that new then, is it? Uh, the, the little bird of the big bird, yep. the hummingbird plant base as well. Carly, thank you so much for joining me virtually down the line.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> um, before we get stuck into the topic of today's podcast, uh, I wanted to ask you, Carly, what is it that you love about Mandra?
1: Um, I think my most favorite thing about Mandra is its community, the community spirit, the way that. Everyone pulls together to make everything happen. It's something special about Mandra that I just can't put my finger on that, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else.
0: should be an ambassador. (laughs) I love Mandra. (laughs) As I said before, this uh, podcast is about not so much COVID, but uh, the lockdowns that we've been going through. This is our fourth lockdown and the fourth lockdown for you and your businesses as well. And I suppose I wanted to talk to you about... Um, and make the community aware of the struggles, challenges, and difficulties that you face. And I think there, most importantly, is a false narrative around that circulates, that delivery in takeaway mode uh, is so easy. And you've done it before. You've done it three times before. So it should be even easier this time around. So for lockdowns, does it get easier?
1: It doesn't get easier per se. It just gets easier to manage. So as soon as a lockdown happens, you've got the previous experience, then you've got the lockdown pro- policy and procedure in plan. So you can just follow the previous steps, but the effect doesn't get any easier. And so the let's, aftermath.
0: Yeah. And that's totally understandable. So let's, let's break it down then. So when, when let's use uh, Monday night, for example, um, Mark McGowan uh, we've been through these announcements before, generally we get a li- little bit more notice than we did. It happened at 8pm and then yeah. we went into lockdown as of midnight. Yeah. So I think that's probably the shortest notice we've had. Yeah. So what's the next steps and what's like the decision-making process about uh, delivery and takeaway and um, how and when you decide to, to launch that?
1: Um, I guess I look at the previous um, experience from it. I look at my plan that I had in place saw what works or what didn't and then I make a new plan according from there and try and make the smartest decisions for myself and for my staff who are all casual so therefore they have no money unless they have a job so I try and make a plan going forward that gives them the most opportunity to get the most hours and us to still be able to tick over.
0: So let's talk about staff then because there's one thing about, you know, I know you're such a, a, you're a person that uh, likes to give and likes to think of everyone else, but there must come a moment where, you know, you have to weigh that up, whether it's even worth opening at all. Oh, for sure. Um, so, so how do you do that? Like, do you have to, um, you know, cause I would assume that you have to make at least enough to pay the wages. Yeah. So how do you, how do you toy that up in your head? It must be such a difficult decision to even, even consider.
1: Yeah, it's humongous. And I think as soon as you get a slight wind of that it might happen, you just have to breathe. You mm-hmm. breathe and then you go, okay, what's in the best interest of everyone and how can I make this work? So I assess the situation we're in. I assess the days of the week we're in. I assess the stock that we've got on hand. I assess um, the wastage factor. I assess it's Monday, so I'm not gonna have that much foot traffic. It's this, it's that. like. I have to weigh up everything and then make my decisions based on what's in my courtroom, cool what's in my fridges, mm. etc., like that.
0: It doesn't matter on the day of the week. Like, I mean, I know in previous lockdowns, I think the last two have been on long weekends yeah. or weekends. Yeah. And you have to order in extra for that long weekend. And then you get told you've got to lock down for that weekend. Yeah. So you have even more stock yeah. being a Monday this time. Did that make any difference or is it the same thing? Uh, you still have a massive order coming in.
1: You still got orders coming, like, so for for this summer, because we are in Mandurah, you can't just, some things you can order daily and some things you have to um, stagger. Like, if I want to get sliced bread, this particular one I want, I, if I want to get, I have to get 24 loaves and I can only get that uh, on a Wednesday or a Friday. Yeah. So I have to pre-book that in. So certain things that I've ordered, I can cancel. So being a Monday, we normally do most of our ordering on a Monday. So thankfully... Um, I hadn't done the major and because Mm. of the stock take was coming in, I hadn't done a lot, but you've still got quite a lot on a Monday that you've prepped because you've prepped really hard for a weekend. So,
0: so what do you do with that stock? You know, I mean, we're not talking a couple of hundred dollars here, are we?
1: No thousands, Mm. thousands and thousands.
0: So, obviously you try and repurpose what you can
1: repurpose what we can yeah
0: and then there must be stuff you've got to get rid of,
1: of yeah of course like and um, we have three massive display cabinets so mm. for us if it was on the weekend we would have had four because we've got the plant based cabinet as well mm. so that's why and um, for example i've done the $5 wrap deal so that means that i can offer $5 wraps i know people come in and buy them like that i'll just try and think of things that will use up the stock that i have so if i'd had thousands of prawns i would have done something with that but sure I happen to have lots and lots of
0: spinach. <laughs> um So you've got all this stock left over, you you've got the star situation that you're dealing with. Let's talk about like the delivery thing, because that is a thing on its own. Like yeah. that is a logistical nightmare, Nightmare. let's put it that way. And I know from working with other businesses that they're in the same boat. Yeah. There's, there's no easy answer to it um, without um, getting a third party company like Uber Eats or whatever yeah. to do it for you. Yeah. So everyone goes, oh, well, we want to support you direct. And there's a pressure on for you to use that, utilize your own um, drivers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but there must be issues like with logistics of... Um, how do you know um, if, well, you don't, there's so much uncertainty of how many people are going to order. Yep. And so, what do you do? Like, how do you make that decision? Because have you done that before?
1: Yeah, so originally, with the first lockdown, that's what we did. We went and did, we had pickup, delivery ourselves, and Uber. And I think we had menu log at the same time, but now we've just restricted it to Uber because they're the most um, effective for our business. And that opening time that they've got drivers, are, they work for us the best. But the, when we were delivering ourselves one time i broke my finger so it was fine so i could do it and it was free anyway but if you don't have that luxury you have to have another whole member of staff on when you don't have enough jobs to cover it mm. to cover it and then if you if that member of staff was cooking or out the front and then they've got to go and do delivery they could go to falcon which is 15 20 minutes away and then they've got to get back and then while they're there they could get one to meadow springs and you don't want to charge too much for delivery because mm. then that feels awful but then you have to cover your costs
0: and not only that you aren't you already adjusting your menu to suit takeaway because i think people are willing to pay more if they sit in
1: yeah for sure
0: for the actual items
1: yeah and they generally order completely different things so mm. what you'd normally order dine in is completely different to takeaway so
0: away. so what do you mean by that so like maybe people are ordering more palmies or or what are they ordering um, different? What's the difference?
1: I find like dining in is more like breakfast, like eggs, Benny and bruschettas and blah, blah, blah. But if they're gonna order takeaway, they're like, well, I'm gonna spend the money on takeaway. So I'm gonna get burger and chips or I'm gonna mm. get uh, prawns or we sell so many wraps. That's one of our major mm. things I think is um, they're hot and they're, yeah, I like, that's a big seller for us, but that's not enough to do delivery because it's $15 for a wrap and I'm gonna drive all the way to Falcon. Like, and
0: I think the important part of people listening to this out there is that if you could wave a magic wand and someone could say to you, oh, well, I know that um, I, I can guarantee you 10 deliveries in Falcon all for five o'clock, yeah. uh, you could justify sending a driver out there an hour turnover
1: Easy, yeah. to get
0: that out and do it. But you can't. No. So then you, because a lot of people then go, well, we're not supporting you because now, we're, now you're using Uber Eats and they take commission. Yeah. But as you're saying, that's the, the most... Uh, it makes sense for your business model right now because, yeah, does, would you agree? Yeah, but see agree? with the Uber
1: Eats, I think they'll come to us in central Mandurah and then they'll deliver, delivery in Falcon and they'll pick up a Falcon job and bring right. it back to town. Like a, like a taxi, I suppose, or an Uber. Yeah. Like they, when they go from place to place, they'll pick a job up on the way back, but we have to come back to our depot and then go back out from there. So.
0: Well, not only that, and you've got the car, you've got fuel, you've got insurance, yeah. you've got all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, and stuff taking the car, accidentally spilling, break it a bit hard, dropping a um, milkshake or a smoothie all over the floor of my car, and <laughs> I've got to pay for the cleaning of it. So we've had that a few times, and so we've got smart on that. I've got proper bags now. And so these... it's
0: not all glitz and glamour. <laughs>
1: no, it's not all glitz. And glamour. Far from it. But it's what we do. We love it.
0: So let's talk about uh, added expenses and stuff. So. Uh, obviously you'd have to go then and order in a whole heap of like takeaway containers and stuff. Right.
1: And if you can get them, so oh. the, the original lockdown, there was hardly anything to get. And then you ended up having to get foam containers, which is against everything I believe in right. these days. They don't have that, but I will use only biopack or anything biodegradable. That's my policy. Like, Right. so then that's even more expensive, but it's to me that's paramount. Like, yeah. But no, you have to, yeah. So you have to make sure you've, once again, you don't know what you're going to sell. So you've got to get the correct packaging for what you're going to use, extra ramekins and stuff so you can s- separate stuff out and then make sure you've got knives and forks, takeaway ones, make sure you've got the bags to put them all in, make sure you've got e- extra napkins. And you don't always know if people need those things because they're at home. So, but then they might be at their desk. So mm. you want to make sure they've got them because you don't want them to not have them. And that's a bit of a tricky one.
0: And do you have to, I'm curious, do you have to, I think people might think, Oh, you only need one staff member in the kitchen then because you're doing takeaway. Like, But you've got all that fiddliness, if you get an abundance of orders, then yeah. you're having to put all this stuff in containers, wrap things, put it in individual sauces, in other little containers. Yeah. This is like a production line going yeah. on. Yeah,
1: it's not as simple as putting it on the plate. So if you're going to put it on the plate, so it, toast for example, like you, you make the toast, you make the toast crispy, <coughs> and then that goes on there and the bruschetta will go on top eggs and then dress it, and it, within 30 seconds later it's at the table. Whereas, as I said before, I broke my finger. So I did quite a lot of deliveries. Mm. And so I checked all the packaging as I did it.
0: Is your finger okay now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was a good lesson for me because I got to see what happens to food on a 15-minute journey. So if you put bruschetta on toast, by the time it got there, you lift up your toast, there's no bread left in your toast. It's it's full it of the And must be like
0: this awful feeling for people that are feeling sorry for you because they're trying to support you. And then you're learning all these things about soggy bread and all this yeah. other stuff. And they're like... Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then packaging, like you want to make sure that you like, so I put alpha on underneath the box so that if we put say a garlic prawns in there that the whole box bottom doesn't drop out Yeah, and stuff like that. You, you don't always think about these things until you actually do them. And then you're like, Oh, okay. And that people are paying good money. So you, you don't want to ruin their meal. Like that would be the worst ever if I thought someone was going to get, eat something like the poor quality, of, but I knew I sent it out perfect. And now, yeah, it's just such a funny thing.
0: And I, you know, you're so good at what you do, uh, and you're a perfectionist. So you, you want that that's and you want that when you're offering a takeaway service. I suppose you want that same level of excitement that the, you do at the table.
1: For sure, this like what you're yeah. known
0: for. You and know. like
1: one of my favorite things is to look out the window while I'm cooking, and you see people eating, and their heads wobbling, and they're like mouths happy, <laughs> and you can just see their eyes are so happy to be eating that food. And you don't get to see that when you send it in takeaway. But the thought of them having that face when they opened it, oh, like it just kills me. Like,
0: you're in lockdown, you're listening to the press conferences every day, as we're doing right now. There's no cases, no cases, there might, might be one case, you're not sure what's next. Even though you could be 80% sure in your head that you're coming out of lockdown, like we probably are right now, yeah. there could be cases tomorrow or whatever, but you still in the back of your head have to, I would presume, prepare for Saturday, right? So we're Thursday now. Yeah. What do you do Saturday? Because you open early. Yeah. So you have to prep now, right?
1: Yeah, so today is the day. So I've weighed up all my options today. So I've sat there and... So today's Thursday. So in order to get vegetables to Mandra, I need to order them now, like right now. And then they'll come and then we'll start to prep. Do we need to stop? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. I've I've got about an hour to go. And then I have to decide... They're going to come tomorrow and they can stay whole in... Like a tomato. It can stay in a whole box and it can probably last... good few days. But if I chop that tomato tomorrow, I only have a very short time to use that. Mm. So do I today buy all my vegetables for tomorrow morning? And then do I get my chefs in tomorrow morning and start prepping? So i got to buy my stock, pay my staff to do that. And then six o'clock tomorrow night we get, we're not doing it. Mm. What am I going to do with that stuff again? Or
0: what's the flip then? So you, you don't do it. Yeah. Uh, and then tomorrow we're out of lockdown as of Saturday morning, then you're not opening Saturday morning because you're not ready.
1: Yeah. I have no stock. And also because of, we are in Mandra, which as much as I love it, um, if I order my vegetables tomorrow night because it's Saturday and everybody's in the same position, we won't get it till midday. Right. And I need to be ready by seven o'clock tomorrow, uh, Saturday morning. So now I'm, this is my,
0: this And then is, you've got all these people going, oh my God, we're out of lockdown. Yeah there might be a full square meter all again or whatever they do ongoing, but then they're like, we want to get in, we want to get in. And you're like, I I haven't even got food yet to cook for you. Exactly.
1: It's such a trick. And then all my staff are like, "Colin, what am I doing? What am I doing? Am I working tomorrow? Am I not? Am I doing this? So I try and split it up into four hour shifts. So,
0: so yeah. and, And maybe we need to touch on that because how, how do you, with, with, your line of work and in hospitality, I'd assume that the uh, majority of them are probably uh, casual or part-time yeah, or whatever yeah. they are, all of them. So then you've got this added pressure on you. You're in lockdown. You don't know what's happening next. They're like, what's next week's roster? You yeah. can't give it to them. No. Then they don't, there's no assistance now from the government for, no. for just, there might be for business, but there isn't for, um, Personal these people. Normal, yeah. So then you got this added pressure of making sure that you give them shifts yeah. and enough hours and. Um, so they can get by. For sure. So how do you even manage that though? Um, isn't I, there a, lot of per, isn't there a lot of like personal
1: oh, yeah. feelings yeah. that go with that? Yeah, it like, breaks you, your heart. Yeah. And so I, I, what I do is on Monday, Monday afternoon, actually, because I f- could feel it coming, I put a shout out to all of my staff, and we have a group page, so I put a shout out, okay, who doesn't want to work? And that eliminates mm-hmm. a percentage because they've got sick parents or whatever mm-hmm. the situation, they yeah. don't want to work or they needed some time off. Then I go to the next group of people okay who's got children who's got mortgages who's got rents that they need mm. to pay and then we go to the next group okay who lives at home with their parents right who does who who needs the hours most and then we'll go we split them up evenly between everyone and that's and to so them yeah and then i'll work as many hours as i can because yeah. i'm free and then if i'm there then everyone else can have a few hours a few hours a few hours and then hopefully if we're that busy on the weekend i can make everyone get their weekend rates which they can then at least make up some of the money that they lost
0: And, and that's, and that's so empowering and so nice to hear that you still, all this pressure on what you're going through and we'll talk, we'll touch on your, your own life a bit later, but then you, you know, you're just constantly thinking about your stuff because they mean so much to you. I know that you're so close with your team. Um, And you look after each other, don't you? Especially in the last year. Um, Oh, for
1: sure. I can't do this without them. They're my everything. Yeah. I'm so grateful to them. I'm grateful every single day for everything that everybody, and everybody works so hard and they work as a team, Mm. mate.
0: The the announcement's been made, let's say Friday, tomorrow, whatever happens, and you're back in on Saturday uh, following the the lifting of lockdown. But then of course there's gonna be all these restrictions. Yeah. There just is. We know it. We're yeah. used to it. Yeah. Um you go back into these restrictions that say the four square meter walls and you're still not you're not at capacity. No. So do you keep doing delivery? What do you yeah. do? Like is that what, how you combat it?
1: Yeah, do but so um I think that's also what we're lucky being in Mandra because even if we can only have 20 people because we have the two restaurants, we can split that and we can have 40, which is a massive privilege for us. Mm. And then we found that cause obviously you've got to keep counting 20 hits, which is quite, um, quite a bizarre thing to do. Once you're so busy and because people are so scattered and then the inside outside, but then I found that when people are like are mostly finished, then the next like say three or four people come, other three or four people get up and go, okay, okay, you can have a turn. Like,
0: which is so, so good because yeah. it must be so different um, for, uh, Restaurants that serve alcohol—I know you serve alcohol yep. anyway—but um, like a, a dining situation, because yeah. you don't want to kick them off the table. No. So you're kind of so it's kind of good that they're already in that default mode now. Of like, okay, I'm, I'm privileged to be going out. I've yes, had my yeah. meal. I'm off.
1: And also, like, we're in the industry of being hospitable, and now you got to say, oh, <laughs> oh "Excuse me, can you please go?" And that's like awful. Like you want to be there and welcome in and do anything and bend over backwards, and then you got to go. Oh, now you need to leave. And doing it from
0: a, a safe social distance yeah, with yeah, a mask yeah, on. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And then you can't see if people are smiling at you or if they're angry at you through their eyes. You're just like, oh, I God.
0: presume after they've had an eggs benny after being in lockdown, I'm sure they're happy. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, so what happens with... Um, I suppose we haven't even touched on it yet. So we, we the staff's fine. You know, you've, you're trying to look after them. Uh, you've got all the stock and all that stuff. You still have rent to pay. Yeah. You still have... Electricity bills. You still have everything like that,
1: yeah. Which are phenomenal.
0: Without going into your your specific situation, how how do you um, then work out? Um, I'm sh- do you get any leverage on the on the on the on the rent if if you're going to a four day lockdown? What does that do? No,
1: nothing. We on the original one, yeah, we did. We were really grateful that we did, and then after that, no. So you just gotta you just gotta try and budget for it, which I don't even know how you do that because that mm. we, our our net profit is so tiny Mm. in our industry. So it's not like you have a lot of money to do that, but I'll just borrow from Peter to pay Paul and just move things around and-
0: Well, you have to. Yeah,
1: that's the only thing you can do. And then you're like, okay, this one I don't have to pay yet, that one I don't have to pay that. I need to pay the staff first, then I can Mm. split everything else up.
0: But I think it's a testament to you and and any other business that's still trading right now, because after our initial lockdown in March and then all these other little ones we've had, You kind of have to to get used to that budgeting aspect and and just getting on with it.
1: And not, like, the first couple I was not angry about, I was pretty disheartened and Mm. devastated. And this one I'm like, okay, it's happened again. Okay, how can I deal with this the best Mm. for us? Like, getting angry about it is not gonna help. So let's just try and organise ourselves. I feel like the staff is a massive thing. So like, for me, we've had a team and we've been in, this cafe for four years, but six years, seven years, Amanda, we've had cafes for, and a lot of followers, but you're like, if they got offered a job, which is a full-time position somewhere else, like mm. we could lose, we could lose really brilliant staff just because of the situation we're in. So if they had a full-time job somewhere else, then they would still be covered. But because of the industry we're in, it's, it's a casual base. So like, I don't know, it's just.
0: Yeah. Cause we're so, we're so lucky. A lot of people out there are so lucky that they Although they're in lockdown, they either take their annual leave or they take their sick leave or whatever they do, or they can work from home. Yeah. They don't have that luxury.
1: No. Hospitality is not like that. I mean, there's- And it's not as
0: if that like, if they were getting $100 an hour, they could probably budget for it and go, okay, well I have four days off now, so I don't need that money, but they're not. They're on- industry standards which is not high. <laughs>
1: no. And and most people generally live week to week in our industry. Like I've been in the industry for twenty years and I know people live week to week. So there isn't a, there's nothing to spare, like and which is just which is really sad and really really hard. But even that, like people still coming out and spending their money with us, which is I'm so grateful for. Like
0: um pretty, and uh, yeah, and I think we should touch on that too, because uh the Mandra community is so good at that. We're we really very lucky are. at where we are, I think yeah. you'd agree that when times are tough, they do, they do rally together, which is so cool.
1: Yeah. And shout out for each other as well. Like my friend owns Sharky's, like, I'll go and support him tonight and he'll do a shout out for me. And then we, if we've got a problem, we can problem solve to get like, we're really lucky that- And sometimes I'm sure
0: you just want someone to talk to. Yeah. Who understands. That's in that industry. And to go,
1: this has happened. Okay. Have you experienced that before? Yeah, I have. You have. But so many business owners in town that I can do that too, and I'm, even that is so special that we get to do that. Mm. There's not a, it's not a competition thing. It's a, okay, we're all in this together. Let's mm. get through it together.
0: You've lived it. You've been through it four times. Is there anything you, that you wish they could do or um, you'd like them to do to somehow help?
1: I don't really know. I think things like what you're doing for me now, and mm. that, that's important just to bring awareness to it. Yeah. I th- when the mayor did the same, like last COVID he, he did, a, mm. and I think people will go, oh, okay, this is what happens. because like, I don't think unless you're in, unless you're in the hospitality industry, you understand what goes on in there. It, I don't understand what goes on.
0: And that's why we're doing this because I thought it was so important that people understand. People just have this misconception that takeaway and delivery is easy. It's actually a nightmare, and that is the word that I would use yeah. speaking to business owners yeah. like you, and you already use that word. It's a logistical nightmare, it's an emotional nightmare, yeah. um, you know, you're dealing with other people's lives as well, it must be, I just, I, I actually applaud you for everything you do, I think it's amazing, and um, on that, I want to ask, how are you?
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm getting through it. Because
0: you, you look after a lot of other people, yeah. I know that about you, and you're always thinking of others. Uh, how, how's, since COVID you must have had some, some low times, I wouldn't say oh, yeah. it's been.
1: No. Massive amount of low yeah. times. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess what have you learned and for, to anyone listening out there that's struggling right now with the lockdown again or anything, what advice would you give them? Um, I think, cause this is not going to be the last time.
1: No. And I think <laughs> the first few lockdowns, lockdowns were quite a shock. So. Um, I think talking about it is a good thing, so talking about it to like-minded people, talking about to, to doing things like this is it really important, mm. so you don't feel alone because it's quite scary, and and also you feel like, um, oh, why did I ever open the restaurant in the first place? Because da-da-da-da-da, am I causing my family harm because I've opened this and it's not turning out how it should be? It, it, like, there's so much to and a fro, and then you get it back up on its feet, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, we did it, we did it as a team, like, so you get the highs of that, of pulling it all together, and then you get, it all gets taken away from you and like one lockdown lockdown we came out of and then we were just got back on our feet and um all the buildings water flew into our electrics so um. we lost the we lost <laughs> the we had to close the cafe for another four days over a massive weekend and then it like your heart just sinks and then you're like okay i think i've got more gray hairs this year than i've ever had in my entire life I think i'm going to be gray by the end of the year <laughs> um and yeah. Just talking to people, like if you need help, you need help. I've, I've mm. gone and spoke to someone and I go and see her regularly now and it, just to get things off your chest and to know that it's not, not your fault. And like, you can do better you you can get through it. Like, I yeah.
0: Think. And I always think now, I think twice before I even consider ordering food, like I, I've got Uber Eats, I've got menu Log, I've got all these things. You're on it, you're on Uber Eats. Yeah. But I think people go, all right, well, I want breakfast, so I will order McDonald's. Yeah. Um, I think you'd agree, people listening out there, yes, it might cost slightly more. I wouldn't say, once you reckon it all up, that it's that much different. But just by that person um, ordering their breakfast from there instead of that, that big company, yeah. um, even if it is through Uber Eats or whatever the restaurant has in place, is such huge help. Like, yeah. even if it's $30, $30 yeah, it like, all makes
1: such an impact on us. And not only the, the monetary thing, which is like, if, if people don't uh, use us, then like we can't keep our doors open. But not only that, just the support, just to feel supported. Mm. Like, people come in and they're like, oh, how are you doing? Mm. And you're like, oh, you know, everyone's in the same boat. But you can see they've got their eyes are looking at you mm. like, oh. So it's just to feel that they've come in purposely to support you, whether they've done it on Uber Eats and they tell you later or they come into the shop, you're just like... Wow. Thank you. Like that just changes your day and that just um, encourages you to, to keep going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, as long as you're doing okay and I, I, I won't go into it too much, but I, I think just talking about the mental health thing again, cause it's quite important. Yeah. Um, how does it affect you and your inner circle? Like, you know, you're doing all this stuff. like helping others, trying to make sure you keep a in the business, then you've got to come home. Yep. So you've got kids, yep. you've got a family. Yep. Does that have a ripple effect?
1: Oh, for sure. And if you don't keep it maintained, it can have a negative ripple effect. So mm. I think you've got to be conscious about what you do and what you bring home. So some of the stuff that you do in the day, I can bring it home, but that's not good for my family. So I've Ooh. now learned that. I come in, have a shower, take the dog to the beach. Let, let everything follow me. Time. It's not that's not mine, and then when I come back, spend time with my family. They make mm. me laugh. They I enjoy their company. Like we, that's that's the world. And then if you do that, then you can go back and face it all again tomorrow and do whatever you need to do the next day for everybody else. But I think yeah, I and mean, it's important. Like my my family mean the world to me, so yeah. and I'm so grateful for their support.
0: Oh my god! Wow, that was a lot. I don't... <laughs> I hope everyone, I just hope everyone listening, like really, um, this has really demonstrated how hard it is. Cause it's so hard. And I don't, I, I'm, I couldn't be in your position. I would have, I probably would have strangled someone by now, like <laughs> especially someone in the public. I don't know. I don't know, but no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think keep supporting local business where you can. And, and it's not, I know you're such a, a, um, a self, uh, not a selfish person, a selfless person. Like you just want um, everyone to be okay, um, and if we can just all help each other, I yeah. mean, you do that. You're out and about all the time supporting other local businesses too, as as am I, and, and hopefully everyone can keep doing that moving forward because this isn't over now, and it's not over in the coming days. The yeah. ripple effect is huge.
1: Yeah, we've got to keep holding each other's oh hands, my and God. that's it. I know, I know. It's important.
0: The hummingbird plant base has been open. I thought it was time know, flies because so I remember quick, yeah. when you opened it, yeah, and I was yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it's only really been a year. That's just how crazy this yeah. year is. Um, how has that changed? That you've changed the model a few times. You've had to yeah. adapt a bit, like COVID. Yeah, but that's a whole kettle of different yeah. kettle of. I won't say fish. No fish. Toe fish. (laughs) A kettle of toe toe fish. Toe (laughs) fish. I didn't even mean to say that. (laughs) Um, So why did you start um, the plant-based and how has it evolved?
1: Um, The original thought behind plant-based is like in all honesty, I know I've been a chef for 20 years and I know I cook meat and I know, but for me, if I can just make one person have one meal once a week, once a day, once a month, that doesn't involve meat, then to me i've like oh save one animal like we save all our cans and we donate all the money to canine because i'm like oh we can help the dogs like i just want to be able to help the animals and that was the main driving force for it and in Mando, i think i've pushed um vegan food as far as i could within the hummingbird per like with the prep area that i've got and also the gluten free was um really important to me because I've been gluten-free for a long time. So I wanted to have a separate kitchen for that. Mm. And then the opportunity to come up to open plant-based with a separate kitchen, which means celiac celiac safe. And then we can do all our vegan prep in there and cook without any meat in the fryer, any meat on the Mm. grill, any meat anywhere. So for me, it was really important to do that. And then when I first opened it, I thought um, vegan food, I should do all healthy, uh, all nutritious food. And then I realized that Lots of people that are vegan actually can cook. So they do that at home. And so if you're going to come out and treat yourself to a meal, you might want to have a hash brown, or you might want sweet potato chips, or you might want a burger. Yeah, because when you
0: go out, you're actually treating yourself. Yeah. Right. So
1: that, that's what changed the first part of it. And then my wife and I, if we go out, because we've bit, hadn't eaten meat for two years, but our children do. So if we go out, we have to go somewhere that they like and not that we like. And therefore we end up with a garden salad or a bowl of chips, which is not what I wanted to do. No. So I was trying to provide a place where everybody can eat all together without anybody having to be embarrassed by their dietary requirements. So that's how it all come together. Because then I thought you could order at the big cafe if you had someone who wanted a steak sandwich and a pint, someone who's had the gastric ban perhaps and only want a half serve, they can have what they want, somebody who's short of money and only want to go up with their family but don't have much money, they can just have a coffee. So
0: good. So
1: that was the original plan.
0: Yeah, and um, I know from experience just even the half-serve thing, like a lot of people don't want a massive meal, no. regardless, you know, they maybe they do like to eat, but, and they, and they want to eat lots, but it's the wastage as yeah, well. The wastage, you, think, yeah. you get into it and you, your eyes are bigger than your belly and you order something sure. and you go, I want a massive, yeah. you know, this massive meal, you get it and you half of it and all goes in the bin.
1: Yeah. That, and that's devastating too. Like I hate doing that. So mm. that's not cool. And also some people don't have, um, as much money as yep. others and so you, yep. if you still if you have a half serve it's you're still looking like you've got a mm. good sized meal there mm. like and it's like it fills you up and no one's left out i think just to have no one left out you can have whatever you want whenever you want it and i'll try my best to <laughs> make it happen just so that you don't feel left out see
0: again people please up <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but like to see the pleasure on people's faces just yeah. because they've got what they wanted like that's pretty cool
0: um so i'm um, back to plant-based so uh it started like as, as a raw yeah cafe um then yeah you you saw that you noticed that people want to come out and enjoy you know indulge or suppose yeah and then what's the latest with that now because it's changed again since right
1: yeah so i went in first of all i had a, a chef and she was nutritional based and then i realized that that wasn't working and then i got another chef but he was more um like like deep fried stuff and that's not where i that doesn't sit well with me either so then i finally went in there myself and chefed it myself and then i realized that okay what do i like to eat what does my wife like to eat and then i like to watch people eat to see what they order and see what they enjoy and then i go to Mm. look at other places and see what people are offering and i'm like oh okay i need to have a combination of the two so if you want to have a healthy salad but on side of a burger you can do that like Mm. it's your meal like Mm. you get to choose so i think i've just tried to go there balance out the nutrition balance out the options and now um for example my wife before we went vegetarian she loves to have um smash burgers so before we were vegetarian i pulled apart a smash, her favorite smash burger in town in in the city i've worked out all the recipe and i come home recreated it and she's like yes <laughs> and then when we turned vegetarian i woke up with a dream and i was like oh. I know how I can make this vegan. So I went to the shops, got all the bits that I needed for my dream, made this vegan one, put it all together, and then she was like, you've nailed it. <laughs> so that's, that's what this cafe is about, about turning ordinary food that we've been used to for so many years into a vegan option, and you're going, oh, wow, I didn't need meat today. That was so cool. And then being able to do this and that and make the same taste and the same texture, and the same feeling as when you eat your ordinary, like lasagna for example, like mm. that's a comforting food. So now I can make the vegan.
0: So you can go now to plant-based or hummingbird because you can order that from there as well. And you can have a vegan meal. Yep. You can have a healthy meal. Yep. You can have a not so healthy meal. Yep. You can, if you're gluten intolerant, you yep, can, can dine there too. Yep. Um, and even if you want to try something new and don't want to eat meat, you can go there too.
1: And it's affordable. That's my other thing too. I don't, I don't want to. Let's go. It. Oh, it's not open. <laughs> I'll take you there. You can have it any <laughs> way. No, and also that as well. Like if you want to try it, and I don't make it too expensive, then you can try it. Try it, and then if you like it, wonderful. And then, but you're not mad that you've spent this money on something you didn't enjoy. But hopefully, you found something new that you can add to your diet. So good. That's yeah.
0: And then, you know, you you finally got to a position where it's it's uh would you say working a lot better. Yep. In terms of uh um obviously finance comes into it a lot with Massively, these decisions, yeah. doesn't it? Like yeah, you, you got have two to rents, pay, do yeah, this, do that. Yeah. You know, you can you can you can deliver yeah. as much of your food that you like as you want, but right. if it's not selling then no. yeah, <laughs> you yeah, might as yeah. well just do it at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um you're in that stage now and it's great you've got the two cafes so people can um, have a, an amazing dining experience no matter what your um, needs and um, wants are I suppose uh, then how do you uh, keep that going is it is it in a phase where it's it's viable now is it still a lot uh, is there is a more way to go
1: um, yeah so um, since we did our alfresco our that's been great because then we've got more seating capacity and then we've just put our furniture Um, Permanently outside plant-based, so now we've got even more Furniture in both cafes, so we can Mm. Accommodate more people, and now Maybe two weeks ago I put the whole vegan menu Onto our hummingbird menu, so they're not separate Because when they were on two different menus It made it extremely confusing for people And then people didn't realise that you could order from one to the other So when it's on the menu, people know what they can get They know their expectations, they know that you can do this You say you can do it, so you do it So when they order it like, and we've got the transition between cafes Smoother, the staff know what they can and can't do mm. between cafes. So, since we've done that, it's been really, really good. And people, I think the word's spreading, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. People know that you can come in and order vegan or gluten free, and it comes from a different kitchen. And then, so if it, I'm chefing myself, then like during COVID, I can open both kitchens and I can cook both menus.
0: Mm. So,
1: I go in one, wash my hands, start again. Very
0: busy lady, aren't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, then that way, it's, <laughs> still everybody gets to have what they want that way. Oh.
0: Oh. Um uh, all right, well that is so cool and I, I love everything you do. Um I think you're amazing. I think um, you're amazing. Thank a you for your Uh in Mandra, just one of our amazing powerhouse uh business moguls, I'm gonna call you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm really going for it now. But um, you know, I think that's so good and that's why you've you've lasted this long and you continue to. Um And I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I'm proud of you for surviving another lockdown, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I just encourage anyone out there that's listening, go and support The Hummingbird. Go and support. Try something new at plant-based. You might be surprised. Uh, I certainly love it in there. And I'm by all means not vegetarian or vegan. But it's so cool. And um, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: you can find the Hummingbird uh, Waterside Cafe uh, and plant-based on socials, and of course at their website, thehummingbirdwatersidecafe.com.au. God, anyone to think I've done that before? So <laughs>
1: <She's a> professional.
0: <laughs> thank you, Carly. I'll thank talk you. to you soon. Yeah, take care. Bye bye. A huge thank you to the owner of the Hummingbird Waterside Cafe, Carly Crouch, for sharing her business journey through COVID-19 and these very challenging and difficult times. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please like and subscribe. I am running for town ward in the upcoming City of Mandurah Council elections, and I'd love your support. You can stay up to date with my campaign through socials or head to CarterForCouncil.com.au.